Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, spring training's off and running. And so are we. So is baseballs and boring, handing out stickers, getting t-shirts, taking pictures, talking baseball, all the above. And this podcast today is, I think it's another good one. It's another good one. I, obviously, there's a lot of talk throughout baseball, a lot of stars in baseball asking their teams, saying, hey, you know, why don't we get more guys? What's going on? Let's sign some guys. Let's add to the roster. You have Rafael Devers. You have Mike Trout. You can, By the way, you can go listen to the entire Devers press conference on the Baseballs and Boring feed. Um, so it's part of that. You can look at it as leadership, right? That they are the voice of the players. And that's fair. I think that's fair. So we talked to a guy who is trying to be a leader in a clubhouse, and that is Trevor Story, about leadership, about leadership, about how that comes about, how you do it, uh, how you feel like you actually can be a leader. It's a very complicated thing, I think, in the world of baseball, because I keep using the term Rudy on a stool. You know, well, Rudy on a stool is the idea of, all right, I'm going to put the stool in the middle of the clubhouse, I'm going to stand on it, and I'm going to preach to everybody. That's not necessarily what a leader does. Trevor Story talks about that. It's really, really good. But before we get to Trevor Story, caught up with Christian Vasquez, Minnesota Twins catcher, who had signed a three-year, $30 million deal. And when you sign a three-year, $30 million deal, you are perceived as, you know, a foundation piece, a leader. Well, by the time the end of the that first year happened, you had a guy who was relegated to backup, had a little bit of a down year, and you know when you sign that deal, that's not how you envision certainly after the first year. I mean, just look at Xander Bogarts. We talked about it the other day, and Trevor Story talks about this as well. 
is that the, you, you, you move positions after the first year. It's not working out exactly like you envisioned. But Christian Vasquez is intent on changing that. He's, he's very, very honest in our conversation about what went wrong after looking back at it and how he can change things going forward. Also, he talks about his good friend Xander Bogarts. All right, so we're going to start off with Christian Vasquez, then we'll get into Trevor's story. All right, one of my favorites, Christian Vasquez. Um, Christian, you feel good? Awesome. I think one best shape in my career. I work a lot in the offseason, and, and, you know, feel very good, very good. How do you, when you go to a new team, and and there's this, you know, uncertainty, right? You hadn't ever been in that situation. How different does it feel now? Uh, it was hard last year. You know, a lot of, you know, new stuff that I'm, you know, new ballpark, new stadium, uh, new city. So it was hard, you know, to, to put the puzzle together. And, and I feel like now I'm very comfortable now here. Uh, very, you know, know the people here. Uh, uh, Feel like a family now, and, and, and it was it was feels better. What's the what was the hardest thing about it? Uh, you know, I signed a contract. You know, it was. Was your expectation? I mean, you signed a contract. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like like I don't prepare my off season the right way, and and, and you know the team was waiting a lot from from me, and you know I came from a championship year with Houston, and 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 you know I was trying too much in my show. A lot of things in my shoulder, so uh, I feel now a lot better. That's crazy. Like they forget. Like they, we just think, oh, good for you. You got the contract. You bought a house. Congratulations. You know all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you forget. Like okay, now you have to work. It's time to work, and also it's the expectations. Like this is they're investing in you, yep, yep. and and you're trying to give them your the best the version. Best yeah, the best of me. I think I forgot to enjoy the game. Really? Yeah, I forgot to enjoy the game and have fun, and I was trying too much in the games, and and, and I think that that it was a roller coaster of emotion last year. You know, it was, it was it was hard. When did you realize that you weren't enjoying the game? In the ending of the season, you know, I tell my wife, hey, I'm not enjoying the game right now. Uh, I was too much pressure in my shoulder and my, my trying too much, and she she told me that don't forget who you are. You know. You're a two-time championship <laughs> caliber. So, uh, and I, I remember that I realized, like, wow, that's true. I won two championships. So, uh, and then in the end of the season, you know, that helped me a lot to 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 enjoy more, a little bit more. That end of the season. Was it so? It's funny how sometimes somebody says something like that, and it just hits, right? And that was for you is your wife. Yeah. yeah. She, she's my, my my motor. I think is she's my engine. So she's always there supporting me, and and, and uh, I'm thank, thankful and, and to have a, a wife like that. When when you look back at how far you've come, um, you know I remember you know you're a young guy. Even you win the World Series in 2018. There's a ton of stars around and everything else. But now like sort of you're the guy. You're 
you're the leader. And the catchers are always sort of a leader, but you're a leader in so many ways. Do you feel that? Do you feel like that's another part of this responsibility? That's another part. Of, how old are you now? 33. 33. I mean, that's, for me, that's young, right? But you, but it's, it's, but you're, it must be weird to think about even a couple of years ago how everything's changed for you, um, both on the field, off the field, in this clubhouse. Yeah, the, the people look at me, you know, uh, the young kids. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it feels good. It feels good. Because, you were the young kid like yeah, two seconds I was watching Saldalamagia, you know, David Ross, those guys, and and now this opposite, you know, they the young guys follow me, and, and, and that's good, you know. Uh, that's, that's why I need to work harder than everybody because the good leaders don't talk a lot. They they do the work, and, and, and that Yadi Molina teach me that. And, yeah. And he never talk a lot. You know, he worked get early and, and he's sweating before everybody in, in the clubhouse. So I think that's the way that leader leads, you know, a team. You had always looked up to Yachty, right? Yachty was the guy, like, for obvious reasons, in Puerto Rico and put a catcher position. But what is the thing that, like, when you think about, you know, I want to be Yachty, like, I want to, which I probably, you probably thought in your head a million times. What is the thing that, like, I want to be Yachty? I think everybody looks at him like, oh my God, you know, how, how he controlled the game, he, the leadership with the pitchers, uh, I think that's the most impressive thing, you know, he do. And, and, and I feel like he do, everybody's watching him, not the other eight people in, in, in the field. So, uh, that's the way I look at him, you know, the way he, he do his thing and, and, you know, how everybody listen to him. That's very impressive. Well, again, like you're, you came up with a lot of great guys, great leaders, and your buddy, man, Xander, we were just sitting here a year ago. Yep. A year ago, we're st- standing right over there, and, and we were talking, and I know that, like, you're, we want the best for Xander, and that it wasn't working out in Boston. They blew those negotiations. I said it. You don't have to, but actually, you probably said it, too, but it's, but, uh, but now you hear the news. I don't, did he, about him switching positions as his really close friend as a guy who watched him for all these years when you heard that or I don't know maybe he texted you and said hey Christian I'm switching positions I called him when oh, I saw that I called him when I saw that the news yeah, yeah. and uh, it's, it's fine you know it's, I feel like for him it's going to be better for his body really? he's going to play longer yeah. because second base easier than third stuff yeah, yeah. so he's a tall guy strong guy so you don't need to move to the hole and throw that long throw to, to first base. So I feel like he gonna he can hit anyway. So I feel like he gonna hit more because he gonna focus on hitting. And I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like like you know he can play already. So he can play bad boy if he wants. So so. It's, but there's also the, the there's also the mindset of the. When you're the shortstop, you're the shortstop. Yeah, that's true. You're the shortstop. You're hitting third and everything else. And that's the part that you have to get past, right? Yeah, I think you know the first when he started to play. I think he's gonna forget that. You know, he don't he don't think about that a lot. So he just wanna be in the lineup every day and 
play every day and help the team win. That's his mindset all the time. So I feel like I don't think he's going to bother him that, you know, so. I agree. I agree. The last thing is, I just told you, congratulations, man. This is 10 years. This is going to be 10 years this year. I'm going to tell you the exact day once I look it up. <laughs> but look, yeah, you're, on the, you're on the list. I got yeah. the list. And so, so how much does that mean to you that this year is going to, you're going to be part of a, like an unbelievably unique club? That's amazing. I think first time I never thought they're going to play in the big leagues when I signed with Boston because, you know, the way that, you know, I started my career in the minor leagues uh, uh, and then played 10 years now in this era is so hard to do it. Oh, my God. It's a lot of, you know, young talent that they're doing the same thing as us, the, the veterans. And I feel like it's amazing. It's amazing. That's, that I think that's the goal for every every big league to to do. And, and you know, it's, I'm a blessing guy. And, you know, I'm, ble- I'm blessed, man. And, and I think, you know, it's that's very, very unique. Do you remember, because people celebrate 10 years, do you remember when you were a young player, the first time you maybe, or one of the first times someone celebrated it, it was a 10-year and thinking, man, that guy's old. He's been around a long time. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think it was, uh, oh my God, uh, yeah, the Pedroya when when he did it oh. in Boston. Oh, really? Yeah, you were the, you were part of that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It, it was in the clubhouse. I remember. Uh, it was amazing. You know, it's ten years. It's a lot of years in the big leagues. A lot of up and downs. You know, it's this game is so hard to play that yeah. play ten years. Oh my God, it's crazy. Well, congratulations. You've done a lot, and you're gonna do a lot. So thanks, man. Thank you. All right, always good catching up with Christian Vasquez. Uh, big things for him, no question about it. By the way, you should note he went to drive line immediately after the season to fix his swing, To and we'll see how that works. Also lost some weight, but you know what? It's best shape of our live season. He's in the best shape of his life. All right, Trevor Story, he's usually in good shape. So uh, he is going to give us the what's what when it comes to leadership, on a baseball team, how he feels that he is taking the reins. He is taking the role of leader. Him and, like we said, perhaps Rafael Devers and the Boston Red Sox. All right, rate, re- review, subscribe, the whole ball of wax. Thank you, everybody, and spread the word. Also, spread the word. They're spreading the word throughout spring training. I want you to spread the word wherever you are, your workplace, your your family get-togethers, whatever they are. Spread the word. Baseball isn't boring. All right, here's Trevor's story. All right, there's nobody I'd rather be talking to about leadership than Trevor's story because I think it's like a really interesting thing, a really interesting topic. I remember talking to Justin Turner about it last year. He obviously, I thought, was a pretty good example of this, um, but it's not about like doing the Rudy on the stool thing. Hey, everybody, yeah. get everything going. But I do feel like you are taking that responsibility in a lot of ways. And I would imagine also you have seen sort of the evolution of being a leader, right? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I agree with JT, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not kind of like the movie type thing where it's, you know, rah-rah and, you know, kind of gather the troops type deal. It's more about the things you can do to me um, that can help your teammates you know kind of level up a little bit um those things happen on a daily basis and um you know there's different styles of it and i think but you know for me i think the main thing is 
you know, you got to you can talk the talk, but you got to be the one kind of leading the charge there um, when it comes to uh, the stuff you're you're preaching or the stuff you're trying to get better at. So, um, yeah, for me, I think you know it's been tough, you know, for a couple years to to really lead that way because you kind of got to you got to be in the fight with the boys, you know, mm-hmm. and that hasn't been the case, you know, obviously last year and the year before, you know, a little bit, but. Um, you got to be in there uh, fighting with the boys for that for your voice to be heard really loud. So um, that's why I'm excited about this year and uh, you know fully healthy and feeling really really good about that. So um, and like you said, have have evolved um, you know throughout my career. It's something I've embraced and I know that that guys look towards me and um, I'm embracing that role. And um, you know some sometimes guys can have that quick and then sometimes you know you you kind of. Um, learn, learn over the years, and I think that's the way I've done it. It's it's interesting the evolution of it because for you, first of all, anytime you're new, it's hard. Like I think that sort of JT was a, an aberration, an outlier. Mm-hmm. Where, and again, I'm not in here, so I I couldn't tell you exactly. But from from my perspective, it seemed like he evolved into a leader pretty quick. And a lot of that is, you know, you're an older guy, mm-hmm. you're experienced, people look up to you. But when you're a new guy, as you, you come in and Bogarts is here and all these other guys are here, it wasn't, it's like, hey, hey, everybody, I'm going to lead. And then, like you said, you're hurt and you're not around, so that makes it more difficult. Um, when did it feel like, maybe it was just this offseason, maybe it was the end of the last year, where it felt like, okay, I can sort of enact the influence that I want on these guys now? Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> you know... I would say last year, um, just kind of going going through the, the rehab process and just seeing the um, kind of the temperature of our team. I think uh, we're just kind of uh, you know obviously JT held that for a long time and uh, you know he's really good at it and you know he he's not here so it's like um, like I said you know it's, it's something that. Maybe I could have embraced earlier if you know, the injury didn't happen, but but even not to interrupt, but even I remember talking to Casas mm-hmm. about about he said, okay, when was the turning point for him? It's like when you sat down with him after that game in Colorado. Yeah, like that was, and it's not like you're, hey, everybody, look at me, I'm in the dugout yeah. with Tristan Casas, but that was a, an example of of what you're talking about, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of it, you know, things like that don't get seen or, or you know really talked about, but. Um, I would say last year, just kind of uh, when I was on my way back, I felt like um, you know this is a this is a chance and an opportunity for me to embrace. Um, and I think just kind of seeing you know we, we didn't play great defensively on the infield last year, and I felt like that's where I can make a big impact. Um, and the offense, um, you know, I know what I can do there. But it was more about like just getting back and being healthy and. Um, you know, clearing that hurdle of playing in the games every day. So um, then once I did that, I was like, you know, that kind of rolled into the off season and then into spring. And, you know, you talk about the story camp and right. all the other meetings that we had. I think it just kind of grew, grew naturally after that. How much is it to, is that you have to, this is the reality of baseball, you have to know that you're going to be here. 
I mean, I get again. I'm and I'm saying this stuff, and like JT was like sort of an outlier of this because yes. we didn't know, but but you know you're going to be here. Like there isn't a lot of guys who know. We don't know what, but we know that you are the starting shortstop for the Boston Red Sox middle order guy, and and so that must be a big part of this too of just underst- understanding that you're a piece of the foundation. Yeah, it is exactly, <laughs> and I think that's why. Um, you know, typically those are those are going to be your leaders, right? The guys that you're leaning on every day, um, guys that you can count on. You know, very reliable. Uh, you know, from a production standpoint, a health standpoint, and I think uh, you know I've shown that you know in my time in Colorado, and um, that's why I'm excited about this this year. Um, being able to have like a normal spring, you know, kind of the first one in a few years for mm-hmm. me. So. Um, that's and and that starts in the off season too. Just a normal off season where I can let it rip, man. And there's no limitations, not rehabbing anything, no mm. uncertainty about where I'm going to be or anything like that. So um, all those things just kind of lined up, and um, now I'm feeling like more back to uh, you know the leader and the player um, that I know I am, and I think that just comes from. You know, a little more certainty. More so, you said a leader than player. More so, I mean, you're older, right? Yep. More, do you feel more of the 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 ability the, in position to lead than you ever have been? Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah. It's uh, like I said. You know, early on, I was. You know, early in my career, you just you feel like you're just trying to survive. Right? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> every day, you're just trying to trying to survive and and do well for the team and. You know, then there's like that middle ground um, where you feel comfortable. You know, you know you you belong there, and then um, you know put a few years together, and you know that you you're one of the better players in the league. Um, so then just embracing that, and uh, you know, getting to the point of my career where you know for me it's about all I want to do is win. You know, I've you know, played in a couple All Star games, done some some cool stuff, but. It's about winning, man, and that's that's what drives me. I think to be the leader um, that I know I can be. So, uh, and it's just about bringing the best out of your teammates, and you know, guiding them a little bit, showing them how to work, showing them how to um, you know do things um, efficiently. So mm. that's where it all kind of drives for me. Who was the best leader that you've been around? Not to knock to any other, but. <clears throat> I don't know if there was one guy that was like, oh, yeah. man, this guy's got his shit together. I mean, JT, I mean, he was really good, man, you know. Um, really, really good at, at that. Cause, you know, he's an easy guy to follow because he's had the success uh, personally, team-wise, um, you know, World Series in 2020 and, you know, pedigree in the postseason but again he wasn't and i keep saying this he wasn't a rudy on the stool guy right no, you know? no 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 very rarely you know and uh because you know maybe you know if the team's in a rut maybe it's you know that happens once maybe once a year but yeah, yeah. um guys you know at this level that doesn't resonate very well you know it's because we you know sometimes it's, it's really needed but that's very rare and i think guys at this level are, are so driven and so competitive that you know that's already kind of a given that's interesting yeah because i know i can give you examples of guys who've come in and and try to do that with good intentions yeah but baseball is different because like if you if you do it and it doesn't take you know <laughs> then it, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's not like uh 
you know, it, I think with that, you know, that's that's more of an effort thing, you know, or an attitude thing. And, you know, I think in football maybe or more physical sports it could work to where, you know, if the, you know, if your attitude or if your uh, if your effort's not there, then it can really show in football or something. But in baseball, you can't really like out strength the opponent or out no. out fast no. the opponent. So no. that's where I think it's like you know, <laughs> it is, sometimes it doesn't resonate. The last thing is is I, why I have you here because it's a topic. Is um, so Xander's moving to second, and so here's your chance. I know he's listens to this all the time. So here's the advice of someone he's never played second. Yeah. You had, you know, you had to make that switch. <clears throat> what is sort of, what are some of the challenges that he's going to have to face, and, and any advice you can give? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I have no doubt he's going to be one of the better second basemen. Um, you know, I think he'll take. You know, the things that I did that helped me was take that shortstop mentality to second base, um, and know he'll do that. Um, one of the biggest challenges for me, or just something I need to get comfortable with, was uh, going right. You know, like feeling the ball and then throwing to the right because that's that's really never a case uh, at short. Um, so just kind of the flips to, to to your right towards you know to turn that double play. Um, just a little different footwork, a little different angles, being on the other side of the bag. Um, ball comes off a little different than you're ever used to. Mm. So, um, but you know. I feel like you get a week over there, and then it's. Uh, you were good. I mean, look, I've said this yeah. before, but you, but you, like, if not every. I've seen it where it hasn't. It's been a challenge for different reasons, yeah. um, different different <clears throat> motions, like different mm-hmm. athletic motions and everything yeah. else like that. There's yeah, there's a couple technique things, but um, man, I I just tried to be like use my strength, which is my athleticism. So like, not try to overthink it too much about. You know, I have to be perfect fundamentally or, you know, just catch the ball, like get the outs, you know, and, uh, you know, rely on the athleticism and just my hand eye, you know, not try to overcomplicate it. Like I'm switching positions. I got to do, uh, learn a whole new thing. You know, it's more like, was it, but it, and the other part about this is it's like, like a starter to a, a, it, like the mindset of it, right? At shortstop, let's be honest, like you're the alpha, right? You're like the, the guy, the best athlete, you're roaming around and everything else. How long does it take to, how long did it take to sort of get past that part of it where I'm a good teammate, I'm going to do whatever I can, but still there's a perception difference, maybe even in your own mind about second compared to short. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely that to it, you yeah. know? Um, but like I said, you know, I, um, you know, it's about winning, and if that's what we need to do, do, you know, that's what we, that's what I did for the year, and then it was, uh, I think, for Bogey, man, like, he's gonna keep that, you know, he's gonna keep that mentality that, you know, he's still the big boy, uh, you know, that's played short, but I think he's just gonna transfer that to second base, and I think that's why, you know, he's as, as good a player as he is, you know, he, I don't think. Uh, you know, moving a second is going to have a big impact on him. Does it offensively? Does it? <clears throat> I mean, this is again. Maybe this is sort of me being stupid. Sort of people purse it up in the press box. But sometimes offensively, it's like okay, you're freed up. 
Oh, I, 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 does that make any sense? Because there's been some say, oh, yeah, he goes going to go to second. You know, he can worry about less area or whatever. Yeah. You're freed up off. I don't know. Is that a thing? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think if... Uh, if you're super stressed about the position you're playing, you know, then I could see where that, you know, you could take a lot of attention away mm. from offense. But um, <clears throat> I think if you're if you're confident and you know the the way you can play it, then that's you know that's a wash there. You're not gonna take away from offense there, in my opinion. But um, <clears throat> it could just be more about the. You know, some guys deal with the alpha stuff. Like, you know, I play short and I hit third. You know, that's like oh, a part of the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but you know, for me, just try to try to separate the two as best you can. You know, defense is defense, offense is offense. And uh, but you want to, you still want to have that chip on your shoulder. That's for sure. Last, were you surprised when you saw? It? I mean, maybe surprised. Or, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cause you know he's a good he's a good shortstop you know um, and uh, I know he takes a lot of pride in his defense um, but you know kind of uh, speaks to the teammate that he is if you know obviously they're they're doing that um, you know not to speak on what they're doing over there but um, he has to be on on board for it for it to work and it sounds like he is. Hey Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based champion championship team.